episode 353 of Texting with myself, myself, that's me, Justin Vincent, and then Jason Roberts. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Happy I'm, Sunday I'm afternoon still... to you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm still completely unsure on the intro. I guess I need to really give it some thought or something, or maybe we just go back to the old one. I don't know. What was the different? What was the old one? What did you change? Uh, welcome to welcome to episode 352 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. It's the it's the whole myself thing. Um, Listen, anyway. I get you thinking about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, it's but... funny. You get people thinking about little things, and then they, and then it's really frustrating. <laughs> I remember when we played basketball. You know, we we play this game called Twenty One um, all the time, which is every man yeah. for themselves, right? And okay. if you scored, you had up to three free throws to shoot, right? And if and, until you missed one to get extra points. And so the person would get up there and of course you'd try and get them to miss it. So you'd be like, <laughs> don't think about your breathing. Like, don't look, just breathe. <laughs> it's like, shut up, man. Dude, just breathe, breathe. Like, don't, don't think about your breath. Just focus on the shot. Of course they would invariably miss. Of course. Just... Yeah, that's right. That's nice. Psychology. I love it. The other one was pretending like you're off balance. You're like, what? <laughs> so, so you're like, it's like when you're on a ship or something and you're the, like, yeah, so you're, the you're pretending like you're off balance. I would do all kind of stuff like <laughs> the that. world is like going crazy. Yeah, I can, I, I can I, believe you. I, I, you would be really bad to play against like you. I could just believe that you would take it to the end. No, you well, I would do, I did do some cheeky stuff. I mean, I would do, I, of like, I remember when guys, one thing I would do is like when guys would go up for a jump shot, I would duck and then they couldn't, I'd go fall below their eye line. They think I'm going for their ankles. Like they're going to land and like sprain their ankle or whatever. Of course I just, because <laughs> if I couldn't get to, if I couldn't get close enough to them to block the shot or interrupt the shot, I would just kind of like <laughs> act like I was diving at feet. They'd be like, whoa. <laughs> That have you played with that Jason man? That guy's a wild card. Like he's crazy. Uh, I used to, yeah, I used to do. I, I try to think about it, but I had lots of. <laughs> I was kind of a hot dog player too, so I'd always do kind of, you know, cheeky stuff. But uh, that's. I bet. Uh, I miss. I miss do, those days. I miss playing the doing that. Does Colby do stuff like that? I don't think so. You know, you know, his football and base football and baseball, and there's not as much of that sort of creativity that's. Uh, inherent in it, like there is in like basketball and soccer. Yeah, basketball and soccer. There's, I mean, there's a little bit in football if you're like, say, a running back or a yeah wide receiver, maybe. But there's not not nearly as much as there is in basketball and soccer. Not like a can, fake out vibe. Yeah, I mean, you can be you can be really you can really hot dog in those sports because you get the ball and you can do all kind of if you have the skills relative to the mm -hmm. players, you can you can do all kind of talk about kind of hot dogging stuff. you. Uh, do you call it hot dogging when you ski down like a mogul field? That's what we used to call it back in the eighties. I can imagine you and Colby like I can imagine oh. you and Colby making fun of each other skiing down the. the no, the, well, okay. The well, first of all, there was a. The only thing I know about that is there was a a ski movie that used to come on in the late eighties called Hot Dog. Yeah. There you go. It was like there one of these go. B ski movies. If you stay up to one in the morning, <laughs> yeah. it would come on. You know, you'd see it at least once a month. Hot dog. I'm sure people listen to this going, I remember that stupid movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I was never much of a skier. I was more a snowboarder, and so I don't. And I and I and I, I, I really did do a lot of skiing until a little bit later. So 
I posted my skiing pic in JV Musing. Yeah, I saw that. You like, you like adopted every '80s cliche, um, cliched fashion. I was a hundred percent. You had the headband. You had the leg warmers. You had the. <laughs> I don't know the feathered hair. The I was the, wearing like I had the, the like the light lipstick, like the like the, the the stuff you know the the lip chap thing that made your lips look like. If you're wearing lipstick well. in eighties, that's a whole different story. I, that's, you know what I mean? <laughs> chapstick. Yeah. Okay, you wearing chapstick. Chapstick. Yeah, that's right. You were um, wearing look, colored fun, chapstick. But also, no, you know, it sort of made like the cool the cool guys wore wore that like white slash silver type stuff. Uh, there was like some block. It was a full block and you'd wear it on your lips and put lines of it on your face. And then, you know, what's even cooler, the, Mm -hmm. the gloves, the gloves that I'm wearing in that picture with my leather jacket, they are actually, let me, let me guess. There's no fingertips to it. No, they (laughs) are actually Billy, uh, Billy idol gloves. No, they are, they are on a piece of elastic tied through my whole arms and body so that they don't actually fall off me. So they're just there. So it's like when you're a little kid at school and you have gloves hanging off you on elastic. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like so you were like one actual... of the special. You were like a special kid. <laughs> you arrive on a spe- on a different little short little bus. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to see this picture to believe it. It's insane. I've seen it. I, I I'm not sure you it's should insane. be sharing that on the internet, Dustin. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know if you want that picture it's to be your legacy. <laughs> I mean, as a friend, there's so <laughs> many. There's so many legacies. <laughs> That's just one of them. I mean, come on. Okay, this well, show, cat's dude, out of the bag. Show. As I say, once a toothpaste is out of the tube, it's a little hard to get it back in. <laughs> That's right. Um, so anyway, how have you been? Good, man. It's been three weeks. You you, you went off to Vegas and playing the I had slots, to, Yeah, I went to Vegas. Oh, no, I wasn't playing slots. I was, we, were do, we did a company um, retreat. And, uh, you know, I had, I had a really bad... Um, cough and i've had this cough although you haven't really seen it because for some reason it's called the covid when i'm on the the line with you i don't cough for some reason i've got this cough right now but i'm not coughing right now it's really weird so but is it the covid um, it's not the covid no it's um it's some other weird cough thing that just isn't the covid um but just doesn't seem to be going away like a like an irritation but anyway i really i really didn't want to fly so at the last minute i hired a car uh got a rental and drove up the five hours, and that was perfectly fine on the way there. But on the way back, because uh, I'd had some alcohol on that night, after the second time I fell asleep on the way back, I was like, okay, I've got to really take this seriously. Because I fell yeah, asleep for like smart. a second, a split second, no, not... two times. Oh my yeah, God. That's not good. That was... So anyway, so there was that. So actually, um, I guess a little bit of an update. Like I, I just haven't been able to do too much on task flow since the last time we spoke other well so well the last time we spoke you gave me the madness uh about um the code time collaboration and then we did a coding session together which was excellent right. and you are super smart and it was just a really good clear look just really high quality you know like you gave me 45 minutes of your time and it was just like really really good and Ooh, so i'm glad that, i'm glad that helped yeah, and based on that, like, so basically, we built we built this base class, like a kind of recursive class thing, and I just mm-hmm. built out the whole of um, the node management, this sort of in-memory node structure management system. I spent mm-hmm. the next like four days jamming on it. I showed you, and you and you like with a shock, with a, like a, the sound of surprise, you were like, "Huh, that's pretty clean code." 
you know <laughs> it's like you were impressed i think um mm -hmm. it's just nice yeah. and um so i just i i wrote tests against well dude it you were I'm... coding you were coding like it was 2004 and so it wasn't, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to add value to someone who's using a 2004 coding semantics. I mean, it was like that actually dot is prototype really... dot this. I was like, whoa, dude, like <laughs> that's, it's funny. It was really funny. It was like, you, Jason, pulled out your punch Jason... you had your punch cards. I was like, wow. Okay. So Justin, he, we actually have built... keyboards now. I was like, I mean, this, the, because the, I haven't really done any. <laughs> any leak code or any sort of, you know, learning in that sense. So I have been with, with, uh, JavaScript, like the last time I did that was with Blogier, which was ages ago. And yeah. So you were, you were doing things and I was like, you can do that now. Oh my God. That's amazing. You can use a, you can write class. You can like have lower a, and capital letters, lowercase and capital <laughs> letters now. And, and you, can, you know, you did, the whole screen isn't necessarily black and green anymore. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like you can write the word class and then the name, and then it makes a class. You don't have to do like prototype, blah, blah, blah. And, and you can have a constructor. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, man. It's like somebody unthawed the Neanderthal man and pull him out and set him down in front of VS Code. Uh, no, it's like, I'm no, it's like, look, I mean, with Laravel, I've really sort of kept, I mean, I'm very current with Laravel. So that's all the, yeah. So that's the reason why when I showed you the code, because I knew that you could do it that new way, well, the new way I put in air quotes, you were like, man, this looks really clean. That's because, yeah, I know how to code that way. I, I do. It's just that I didn't know you could do it in JavaScript because I haven't been keeping up, but now I do. Okay, so here's my question. Um, I mean, you use JavaScript quite a bit. I mean, you're, the websites and the stuff that you've built are, have a lot of dynamic client-side behavior to them. It's not just, you're not building just CRUD apps. So you're clearly using JavaScript. Is it just that the JavaScript was so limited and it was just patterns that you've been using for years, you just didn't need to upskill up it or upskill or anything exactly or what, so what that's that's yeah that's right so i so basically when i so i don't want to use the react stuff because i've seen people use that and i've seen how deep that goes and i hate the loading screen and stuff so i've just yeah. keep, been keeping things just super super simple like and you can still make a website just seem very slick and very modern just by switching around a bit of html just you know, just basic mm -hmm. yeah just just stuff you don't need you don't need to get crazy. So yeah, that's why. Um, and well, I, I, I think, I think you can, there's a lot of things that you can use and do without going down the framework rabbit hole and having right. all of this, this gigantic build tool chain and all that bullshit that you see people getting caught, caught up with. Um, but, uh, and, and they take advantage, they really take advantage, make your life simpler. I mean, the, um, like the stuff I showed you, I mean, that, I mean, I, I actually used like 70% of the new, of the, of the like new stuff, like ES6, we were talking like 2015 stuff. I mean, this stuff's seven, eight years old. This isn't that new. Um, yeah. and you were like, whoa, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't have any overhead to it, right? There is no downside to it. There's no like, well, I got to use some transpiler and then I got this build tool chain and then I got, there's none of that, you know, I mean, this, this is way, way past the point where all the modern browsers use this stuff, you know, I mean, that, that passed in like 2016 or something, but, um, 
But yeah, anyway, so let, and I, 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 just, just to, Joe, well, just say one more thing about that. I mean, I think there's, there's, you can make an error either way. You can make an error where you're always trying to do the cutting edge stuff and you spend, you burn a ton of time adopting technologies before they're really fully baked or doing stuff just because they're new. And, um, I don't know, you just, there's not enough documentation, the, 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 they're not stable, um, you're, you're spending way too much time learning and playing with the technologies as opposed to building real stuff. So that's, that's a problem. That's the one you were trying to avoid, which is reasonable. But then if you right. fall, if you're too far to the side, it's like, you know, there are things that could dramatically improve your productivity. Yeah. Um, make it faster. That have just no, so you kind of want to be in that, in that sort of that Goldilocks zone, I think, you know, and, and for every person in every context, that Goldilocks zone is different. You know, if you're just one man startup or a 20 person startup or a big company or a consultant, I mean, you know, everybody has to make decisions for themselves where, where they fall and what's the most productive thing there. I mean, I think you continually want to be trying to upskill, especially if you're not, if you're, you still have like a career where you're needing to get a job and you're having to you know, show you're kind of with it. You know, I think I have the answer. I think I know why I haven't kept up. And I think I know why I was always on the cutting edge and now why I haven't kept up. It's because of the exact thing that happened. So we were working together. You were showing me cool stuff. And that's pretty much where I always learn my stuff. It's what, when I'm working with someone and, they, and they're like, oh, why are you doing it like that? You can do it like this. Mm. And it's always been like that. But I haven't had a team for like five years, you know. So there's been, so I haven't been doing any paired coding. I haven't been working with anyone. It's all been isolation type stuff. So that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. And so Did then it? the first time I work with you, like, it's like, oh yeah, you showed me some cool stuff. So. Well, well hold on. Did it, didn't you guys, you have some outsourced teams in Mexico or something? You did it from That was a long time ago. That was, Are you was not working with ago. them anymore? No, I, I'm no, I'm. I like the 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 site's been pretty much in maintenance mode for quite a few years at this point. Okay, you know, and that's I've, all I've just you do been. Main, I've just been it? doing fixes, and you know, well, I mean, I do fixes and just sort of, uh, but like, there's been scaling stuff, but it's there's never really been the need to upgrade. But um, hmm. yeah, I mean, I did just go through a big upgrade, uh, moving the whole thing from, and by the way, that's that's the other piece that uh, I've been that's been stopping me from working on Taskflow is for Thorsten, for his site, Focus Out. Um, I built that just before I went into Modern Teacher, which was about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Mm. And like, it was PHP 5.5, you know, Laravel 4. Like, it was really out of date. And um, it was running on super old servers, like Linux 10 or whatever. Well, what, are, what, are so, PH, what are the current version numbers for PHP and Laravel? PHP is currently 8.1, Laravel is 9. Got it. Okay, so that so, does sound old. So I mean, there there is um there is an upgrade path. Yeah, there's a there's a program you can use called Laravel Shift uh, that I use for Modern Teacher, and they will do a lot of changes in an automated way. But mm -hmm. Thorson's was actually it, this was so old that I was just like, okay, I can't you know what? Convert it. Wow. You know what? So, okay. I'm just going to create a new app. I've just created a completely brand new app in Laravel nine. I pushed it to Vapor, so we're not using servers anymore. I, and then I just copy pasted the code bit by bit, like from the old app to the new app. So you did so, some client work for Thorsten's for companies. He, yeah, yeah. Because you just, said something that's, that's on what Discord doing. about. So you, so he, you're, you're actually just he's hiring you as a consultant to build stuff for him. He's hiring me as a consultant, and I'm just doing that work because they they want to make some changes, and even just to make the changes, I had to update the whole thing. I had to make it current. 
So, um, yeah. Mm, so that's okay. what I've been doing. And uh, it uses double dollar because that was the time <laughs> that I did double dollar. Double dollar lives. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the only project in the whole world that uses double dollar. And so I just, and, and that didn't, by the way, double dollar itself didn't cause any issues, but it was just funny looking at it. But anyway, so right. I just got that finished and I was ready to um, do more work. But then a song came into my head. I kind of got the madness about a song. So the last couple of days, I've just been thinking about a song that I can't get rid of. And I've just been like writing it down. You got to get just, back on sometimes the wagon, it man. You fell off sometimes the wagon. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, that's, you... that's so true. If you stop working on your side project and it, you just let it go, it can just sort of become cloudy and hazy. It's like, oh, task flow? Yeah. Oh, wasn't I working on that one time? It doesn't <laughs> can. It will become cloudy, crazy, and hazy. Yeah. Well, see, the problem there's two, there's two there's there's several problems. First of all, like you said, it falls out of RAM, right? And as yeah, you know, it, it takes RAM. a while to load that back up, and not only remember what your priority roadmap tasks stuff that you want to work on like just kind of like what was i going to do or what do i do next but then and then just thinking about the code itself like getting back up to speed on the code and so if, the, if, the, if you left it any kind of unfinished state then you're just like holy crap what was i doing here so that's a problem the third thing is uh momentum you know momentum is a yeah. is a is a huge advantage once you get that going and it's hard to get it going when you when you drop it because you got to sort of get that motivation up and everything. So, you know, it's just like, it's just like working out. It's like anything you want to get like a, get a pace and get a cadence and just keep it up as much as you can. Now I understand like everything, life happens. Life you happens. Sick, you go on yeah. vacations, you got other obligations. Sometimes you gotta, and that's what makes, I think side parks particularly um, problematic in that regard yeah. in that they are not a priority. It is not making your paycheck. It is, you have a lot of your daytime is devoted to your job or client work or whatever. And it's like, and then you have, and if you have wife and kids and other things, you have all these other obligations. So it's tough if you don't have it. So are you going to jump back on now or what, 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 what's going on? I'm definitely going to jump back on. There is, uh, because I had been doing that like six month upgrade, uh, for modern teacher from Laravel 5.9, I think it was to the current version of Laravel. And, and Modern Teacher is just a huge code base. So it's taken six months to get it to the point, and I finally got it released on a, on a new environment. Mm -hmm. And they're testing it, and then they found a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I do have to do that. So that's kind of quite front of mind. So, But I'm going to get back on it as much as possible, given all the other stuff that I have to do. But a um, couple of other things I want to tell you is um, with the Node, with, with the fast Node stuff, First of all, the performance is insane. I mean, compared to what I'd previously been doing, using like fat, so, using what fat index DB, using or the fast node, the fast yeah, using in, instead of using what, what, index what, DB. Uh, refresh my memory. What, that, what was the what was the performance comparison you said? So like, with like so 3, the comparison faster. was, oh, so basically the comparison was, um, so I was using index DB uh, and testing what's it like to insert a new node um, into the first position. Of a, of a tree with say a thousand nodes and it had to sort of shuffle the sort order of the thousand mm -hmm, nodes. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, when I first started it, uh, when I first started testing that, it was like, um, well, in the order of seconds. And then I tweaked that 
with IndexedDB and I got that down to 400 milliseconds and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. I've got it down to 400 milliseconds, mm -hmm. you know. And then doing it with um, with the fast node, the that that thing that that you helped me start and then I sort of finished up, that was actually creating the thousand nodes and inserting them and reordering them and the whole thing, like 40 milliseconds. You know, the whole thing it was doing in 40 milliseconds, like, so I was looping and creating it. The other thing, I was timing it just from basically inserting one node into a, into a tree with a thousand. So that was taking 400 milliseconds to do one operation of, in a thousand. Versus this thing was doing or... a thousand operations <laughs> wow. and inserting um, and everything within 40 milliseconds. So basically it's, it's just not even, it's not even a contest because you'd never... So, so in other words, the thousand node shuffle was taking about two milliseconds. So it's just, it's not even, it's not That's even great. a great. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm so <laughs> glad that worked out. I mean, it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of hierarchical stuff because of just the nature of way math academy, mm. uh, the, the structure of data, the structure of, of just everything. There's so much, I mean, there's, there's, there are acyclic director graphs, but there are also lots of sort of hierarchical and tree stuff. So I'm pretty familiar with that paradigm. And so it's almost like reflexive for me to think that way. Um, mm -hmm. and I, for a minute, it just took you a few minutes. You're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 what are we doing? I'm like, it's not recursive. I'm like, it is recursive. <laughs> Like just like you're like oh wait it is you know it's like yeah that's you know right. if you're not used to thinking in a certain paradigm sometimes it take your eyes just don't see it you know and it was it was funny um you're you were you just weren't seeing it right away and then after I walked through you're like oh I get it I get it but um anyway that's it's just because you know I've, I I I work in this kind of with this kind of data this kind of structure but sometimes um, recursive programming like when I'm when I'm at it for a long time it sort of feels like that old meditation trick like where they tell you to sit down close your eyes and imagine yourself clapping your hands with just one hand and it's like mm -hmm. this this sort of impossible thing to think about and it sort of it turns is. your it turns my brain into jelly you know over time it's like it's like it's like my brain it's like my brain's trying to lift 300 pounds of weight mm -hmm. and then my muscles are just like Ugh. that's well, what happens I think to my brain <laughs> recursive stuff recursive um algorithms can be can be harder to think about for sure and especially like i said when you don't think about them all the time and i think part of it is just getting getting sort of used to it you know it's almost just training mm -hmm. your eyes like oh that's a recursive thing da, da, da. it's gonna do this you know like you're when you're not doing it all the time you're actually trying to think through okay so it's gonna go here you know and you don't have the mental shortcuts your your eyes aren't used to the patterns mm -hmm. and so it just seems um it, it just seems a lot uh, more complicated. It's like when you're picking up a new sport and you're just like, oh, you know, it, it's someone, everyone's so fluid and effortless and you're just like putting all this effort in to do this, this same kind of movement. So I think that's part of it. Anyway, bottom line is it's, it's cool that it's fast. So that seems like it changed some things for you in terms of how you were even thinking about stuff, right? In terms of what you wanted right. to do is from a so future then, perspective. Well, well, what I did was I, I built out this big, uh, the big library that does all the things like, you know, traverses the the the, the dom mm -hmm. well this sort of virtual dom concept mm -hmm. and um it when it moves nodes around does things what I, I came up with this concept well i thought was a novel concept but then i found out it's like oh justin invented breathing no no but it's just a completely not novel concept <laughs> but it's it's really it's very good anyway i don't know where it comes from but basically it's this idea of change sets so Every yeah, time that was me. that's what I showed you. That's the thing I, I remember I wrote that in there. You just have the chain set and it goes through. 
and and it passes as an array and I didn't do it that. in that exact way, but what I did do was I created a new object, mm -hmm. which was which I call the, the change set object. And so that's so you just wrapping up the array as an object. Wrapping up an array as an object. Kind of, but it's also mm -hmm. got the undo stuff in as well. So yeah, and, and but 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 not only that, it's uh, the change set uh, is aware of what do I need to change in code, like what functions do I need to run mm -hmm. to make this to to mm -hmm. undo or redo, but also what data do I need to send to the server for a sync? So basically yeah. it's called sync. I, I set it as like sync ops and code mm -hmm. ops. And so everything mm -hmm. that gets done, it inserts it into this forward and backward change set with a code oh, op cool. and a sync op. And then yeah. um, that gets sent and, and that solves three problems for me because it, A, it solves the problem of across the wire syncing the other mm -hmm. people's browsers. B, mm -hmm. it solves the problem of syncing with the server and see it solves the undo problem oh that's great that's yeah. great that sounds good so that was nice. sounds really good and so well, well, how far did you get on that before you had to put it aside to do it for other stuff i mean what were you in terms of like sort of the real-time collaboration have you gotten to that or are you just the point where you just leave it at well, the point where the, the stuff is sent to the server but in terms of figuring out how to sync stuff that's that's a TBD. I didn't get to that part yet because basically what I realized was that this fast note thing um, was super powerful and actually it it should just be the base primitive layer. Uh, you're still for me. I don't know if you're still listening to me. Can no, you hear I'm me? I'm moving. I'm moving. Yeah, I'm here. You can can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is the it was the so I I had to rethink this and pull back because I realized that the left-hand nav, I mean, that is just exactly the same thing. That structure needs its own sort of hierarchy system. Um, the settings of this whole thing needs its own hierarchy system. The main node thing needs its own hierarchy system. And so what I'm, what I'm now working on is like abstracting that concept and making it so that I can then extend on top of it and use it, um, you know, one for the nav, one for the main the main thing mm -hmm. and uh that so that's sort of where i'm at and then i also then had another thought that i need to um it's it sucks you're just completely uh still for me <laughs> really <laughs> but okay. uh yeah so anyway so then i just uh doing more stuff can't see you don't know if you're there this is weird i'm back that you was <laughs> it was just like talking into the void um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, they had actually dropped me, dropped me off. Oh, okay. Interesting. Are you recording? Is everything? It looks like it's okay? reco recording. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, continue on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. This, yeah. So then the the final piece is um. I, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it, but for, but I know that a node can. I th it's either going to be a task or I'm going to attach a task. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm think so far I'm going with the idea of attaching. So mm -hmm. attaching things to a node, so attaching behaviors and properties to a node. So, so I can like extend the fast node thing and then make, uh, make it work with tasks or like other things like notes or whatever. And so mm -hmm. I just, there's some intricacy. Someone in the texting discord, um, I don't have their name to hand posted a great blog post by the Notion team, which is explaining in very deep detail what the, how their data structure works. And so mm -hmm. that's good. I just need, I'm going to go through that like with a fine tooth comb and just make a decision. Am I going to work that way? 
Um, I don't know if I want to work that way. There's their, their view of the world is different to what I've been thinking so far, but mm -hmm. I just want to try and understand why they've done that. Right. Yeah, that's it. Cool. That's that's well, uh, cool. Well, I mean, you, you you got some. You've been getting some positive feedback from from you know people on uh, on the Discord who are playing with it. So that's got to feel good, yeah. right? It's got to give. I you like some... seeing some. I love seeing something like uh, John, but I don't have his name right. John Padalek, but something. <laughs> um, John. Anyway, sorry that I didn't pronounce your name correctly here, but um, he said this feels right why doesn't this it doesn't make sense that this doesn't exist this just feels just right which is kind of my point which the my, my whole point <laughs> so i'm glad that someone feels the same way which is yes there should be something that feels just very intuitive and natural like a big ass text file but that is structured yeah totally agree well i mean that's why i thought it was important to to, to really optimize that inner loop you get that real that experience you know really focus on that at first which you have been and you know, you, you, it's improved by leaps and bounds from where, where it was initially. And, uh, yeah, this is surprising. That's really cool. You were very right on the inner loop stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, you're kind of, you're kind of, uh, you're frozen for me. You there? I turned my video off just in the hope of like, uh, okay. this thing working out. Right. Can you turn your All video right. off? Yeah, 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 yeah. One second. Anyway, so, you know, hopefully there'll be a little bit more progress. Um, Emra continues to actually use it um, every day, which is which I really appreciate. And uh, that's, you know, that's a big deal to have someone using it. Um, and yeah, and I use it. Um, so life is good. I will keep working right, well, on it. You need it. to we'll get back on it. Quit, quit, quit making, <laughs> quit screwing around. Let's get All the right. going. Discord um, has been quiet. And like with you gone, not working on it, like Discord, the Discord got really quiet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was well, like the, so how's, the, the MC how's left the Academy? left the building. Um, <laughs> good, good. Um, well, so let's see. Um, you know, I kind of fell into a trap of where I was working on too many big things at mm. once. The whole water the watermelon problem. Um, I was. I was really, I was updating the UI. I was changing some things with the UI. And it got to the point where I was trying to change too many things in too much of too many fundamental ways. Okay. Which meant the thing was under the knife for like six weeks or something, which is a really bad thing to happen. Right. Um, and I had, okay. I, you know, I had committed a whole lot of code and it was just like, you know, 40 modified or new files or something, 50 modified. It was just crazy. And I wouldn't want to be under the knife for six weeks. Oh my God. No, it was, it was, maybe it was six weeks. Maybe it was more like a month or something or, but it felt, it felt like it, it felt way too long. And, yeah. um, you know, you're kind of working on one UI thing and you're thinking, yeah, you know, and, you, and these other things that are sort of interoperate with it. You're like, well, if I change that, then I need to change this and I possibly want to change that. So you start experimenting and you start going on these rabbit holes and then you look up and you realize all the parts are on the floor and you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh man. And so I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta pull back on trying to do all of this at once because one of the things I was trying to do just had too many downstream effects. And it was just like something that felt like it was like three days was actually more like, you know, a month of work. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, I worked really hard for a couple of days, two or three days, got all that stuff out and then pushed it out 
um, a few days ago. And that felt really good um, because I changed, you know, some of the problems were that I talked about in the past, which was like a leaderboard, you know, like that it was only, we had one leaderboard per course, no matter when you started. So people who had started six months before you were just so far ahead, there's no catching them, you know, which was just so, really So dumb. this is the thing that you thought would take three days and ended up taking a month. You, you finished no, it? No, no, no. That, this stuff was not a, not as big a deal, but there was other th stuff that I was working on. Um, okay. And so anyway, I pushed, I, I got all this stuff pushed out and I just, I just sort of commented out some of the unfinished stuff. That's right. This just, yeah. you know, it's, and and got it all out there and then it's funny just sending an email out to everybody to all the parents and the and the students to tell them what's going on i mean that was like there were like seven or eight subheadings like feature <laughs> changes features or how things were changing we you know instead of, instead of sending like a quick email about hey this is this thing's new try it out or this is how it works it's like a white paper Duh, you know? that's a good lesson right there which is bad because nobody wants to read a white paper, right? People want to read a text. No, no. They don't want to read a white paper. And what you want to do is you want to send, you want to go on smaller, smaller steps for, you know, not only development reasons that you can sort of keep your, 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 your pace up and that you don't get, you don't go down rabbit holes and, 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 and get sort of caught up with too many conflicting changes and problems. But also it's just, you know, anytime you make changes, you, you have to, you are quite often you need to inform your users about what's changed, right? So they mm -hmm. understand. I'm yes. not confused. And and especially when you're dealing with kids, because like, you know, if you change stuff and the kids get confused, they're like, Mom, like, I don't know what's going on. Like my belt disappeared <laughs> or this or that. And the and, you know, mom or dad doesn't use it every day. So they're not totally dialed into what's going on. And all they know is that their kid's confused and frustrated. Then you get an email from a mom where it's like, well, oh my so daughter said that blah, blah, blah. And now I'm emailing back yeah. and forth with all these parents, right? Uh-huh. And so it's just like bad for everybody. And so really what you want to do is, I mean, obviously you want to write informative emails, but you don't want to write over the long ones because people don't read them, right? And then they no. still get confused. So um, I did, yeah. I pushed that out on like, it's funny, I pushed that out on Friday, I think it was. And then... I had, uh, and I had yet another, but I held back a bunch of stuff because I, I would, it would have been like 15 changes, right? And so I immediately had a new email the next day. So, oh, by the way, this is new too. <laughs> and, um, but I think going forward, I'm just going to have a, just a higher frequency of smaller updates in terms of features. And then of course, emails informing everybody what's going on. I, I agree. I mean, if you can just put it out as almost just like a paragraph, you know, just like one thing. Even if you did it once a day, that would be much less hassle. Yeah, well, that's true too. I mean, I you know, obviously once a day would be people would be like, dude, you know. But I mean, if the like if the if if the if you could tell what the feature was in the subject line, like so, it's just it's just like the subject actually told it. Then every once mm -hmm. every couple of days or whatever, that would be really cool. I think. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm doing. So, like for instance, so one of the um. There were changes. The change I just put on for, on Saturday was that. Um, so, when you when you're working in the Math Academy system, you're working through lessons and then you're working on reviews, but then you get a quiz every 150 XP. So once or twice yeah. a week, you'll get a quiz, right? A timed quiz, 15 minute quiz. 
Well, what happened is two things. We had two issues with it over time that I realized. One is when a quiz was due, you couldn't do anything else. It's like, all right, quiz time, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason you do that is because you don't want kids like just doing other things except for the quiz. Because right, a lot of kids are like, oh, I don't want to do a quiz, right? So they're gonna avoid it, you know? Yeah. And so they, so you're like, you cannot do anything else until you can do the quiz. Until you do the quiz. Problem is, not everyone is in in a frame of mind to do a quiz or has enough time at that point to do quizzes, to a quiz. Like, let's say you're mm-hmm. in, in the evening, you just need five or 10 more XP to before you hit some mark or whatever. And then all of a sudden you got a quiz that's, you know, 15 XP, but you got to do it. You're just like, ah, oh, I don't want to do a quiz <laughs> now, right? I'm tired. Yeah. Or it's the end of a class period. There's seven minutes left and you can't start a quiz then because once it starts, you can't stop it. So we made it so that after 120 XP, one becomes available and you have a 30 XP window in order, before you have to do it. So you can kind of hmm. skirt around it for a little while if you want. Okay, so it's like you, you can just keep getting XP and then it's like it's, it's winding down and then you absolutely have to do it. So yeah, it's like, all right, you can, push you. Your P, you can push your peas around the plate for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually you got to <laughs> eat them, right? That's um, a nice analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And 30 XP seemed about the right you know, right amount. Um, the other one, which is uh, something called, we call quiz retake. So if you do it, if you take a quiz and you don't do the grade on it, you can, you can retake it later. And what we already do, like, let's say you do a quiz that has 10 questions on it. And let's say that you miss, I don't know, four of the questions, four of the 10 questions. This the way this system works is it automatically makes you do reviews or lessons if necessary on those questions you missed, right? Mm. Just like if you were to get a good uh, teacher would do that, they'd be like, let's go over the questions that their students missed because you have to learn this material, right? The idea, mm. the, yeah. the, the, the point is to learn the material. And so it's like, you clearly don't know this. We need to just work on it, right? If, and so the system automatically does that. But now what it does is once you've completed those, it'll say, hey, you got a quiz, you can, you can retake the quiz and get full points, you know, all completely in addition to what you've already done, if you want. Oh, nice. Which is a nice, which I think is going to be a really good confidence builder. Because if you get like, what's that? It's easy money. It's like. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I think the kids would be like, oh, I already know how to do this stuff. Now I can ace this quiz, right? So let's say that you got six out of 10, maybe you got awarded three out of 15 XP. You're like, oh, I feel kind of bad. Then you do, you know, four reviews on it and you're like, oh yeah, not do stuff now. Yeah, I'm totally. And then it says, hey, you want to take it again? You're like, yes, I do. And then you knock out, you get like a perfect score and get like 18 XP. Right. Mm, nice. And, and yeah. so it's really good from a, from a learning, from pedagogical perspective, because I mean, the, you know, they're working on the material they struggled with. They're getting an opportunity to really demonstrate mastery on it, and they're and they're reinforcing their own their own psychology. I mean, they're becoming more confident because they can they can complete it in a test context. It's that so, thing you always talk about where you where you space repetition as well, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it sort of all filters into our space repetition models. Well, everything is counted in one way or another for sure. So, um, so yeah, but that that's nice. that was one of the latest things we did, which I thought is. Um, you know, what's interesting is these are the kind of things that were in response to people complaining. You know, it's like... <laughs> That's always the best ma- stuff to build. Right. You know, because people complain, you always... Initially, anytime someone complains, you immediately get a little annoyed or defensive, right? 
someone emails and goes, well, why do I have to, you know, why does my kid have to do a quiz now? Sometimes they're bad times and this and that. And you're like, uh, you know, and then you're thinking, well, maybe they don't always have to do it. Right? And then, and then you realize, cause there was a lot of kids had complained about that over the, you know, past year or so. And you realize it's, it's quite often a situation where kids just get a quiz at an opportune time and they're just kind of, and so what they do is they don't do any, they just stop working, right? They're not going to do yeah, anything. Which is bad for you. Yeah. Right. It's bad for them. I mean, well, it's bad for us. Oh, it's bad all around. I mean, you want people to make progress and, you know, let them, they don't have to do it right then. And so, you know, let's give them, you know, eventually they have to do it. Um, and then the quiz retake thing was actually, was funny. It was, so Alex is my director of content. It was his brother. His brother is like a, an electrician and he's th thinking about going back and getting a degree in electrical, electrical engineering, I think. And, uh, He's been kind of working through, he's been trying to get his math, you know, kind of up to a level where he could get an engineering degree, which is mm -hmm. a pretty high level, especially if you haven't done math in a long time. And so he, he always, he always emails his brother like, what the hell, this sucks, you know, like, <laughs> the kid takes quizzes, you know, it's not unfair, you know, I, I, I fed it, you know, so like. It, it, generally speaking, he's po really positive because he's learning a lot. But then the quizzes have just been something that have just really kind of upset him because he struggled with them. Because, you know, taking stuff under time conditions is hard. And the fact that he couldn't retake it or anything was not was not great. And so it actually came from that. Alex is like, he's forwarding me these text messages. And he's like, yeah, my brother gets kind of worked up. What do you think? And I'm <laughs> like, you know. I said, yeah, I think maybe we could do that. Maybe maybe doing a retake would be a good idea because that's a that's a pretty common thing these days. I mean, I know I don't. Yeah. Back in my day, you were never allowed to retake a quiz or a test. You took it, and that was you got what you got. But nowadays, um, people are a little more forgiving, and it's more work for teachers. But it's like you know, if you didn't do so well on a quiz or a test, we'll often they'll often let you retake it if you know and whatever and, and you know on that um, places. <clears throat> On George's platform, uh, so we we have to do um, for the licensing authority. We have to do get them to to take a a quiz, forty mm -hmm. question quiz, and uh, you, we basically let them take it as many times as they want until they pass it. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be able to issue them the certificate. So mm -hmm. I get it. I get why you have to do something. Are they like do? That. Are you giving well, them the exact same questions? No, you sort of randomize them each time. You know. Um, you have but, different variations uh, of the same of a similar topic. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. But it's it's it doesn't have to be the same level as what you're doing. I mean, yeah. this is just this is just professional development. It's not the same as what you yeah you're doing. yeah yeah. So that's what we do. We give we we cover all the same topics, but we have different questions. So you can't yeah. you can't really cheat it. Um. Anyway, so that was a good win. That's funny. I, I always remind because I have to remind myself, but then I remind Justin or you know, Alex or whatever. It's like, if, if we get some negative feedback, I'm like, this is the opportunity to improve the product. Yeah. It's Almost gold dust. Yeah. It's when people are annoyed or frustrated, that's, that's there. And they're telling you something. I mean, you know, what they're suggesting the solution might often be right. And, and it may not every frustration is right. I mean, sometimes people just didn't read any text or didn't do anything just totally ignored everything in which case you're just like okay but quite often even if they are maybe complaining about something that's not totally valid they got themselves in a situation where they're frustrated and you don't want people getting into that situation right so for instance 
one situation, this has happened, unfortunately, in a number of times, not a ton, but a number where a student will take a quiz. They'll start the quiz. They'll, they'll, they won't read the text that says, hey, the quiz, this quiz is timed. And once you start, you can't stop it. Right. They just don't even read that. And part of the reason yeah. is, is because I, 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 I'm I, on the on the information start page. I'm saying too much. I'm putting there's too much text. So they're, pr they're probably not going to read it. Right. So I need to fix mm -hmm. that. The second thing is they start the quiz and then they're just like, oh, I don't really want to take a quiz now. Right. <laughs> so then they right. they click submit test. So rather than or, or, it's it's so what happens is or. OK, so sometimes they just try and quit the test and of course they get a zero on it and they're like, what the hell? But the second, you know, mm -hmm. this this because they didn't read and understand that you can't start it, look at some questions and then quit it and then come back. Right. Because then you could cheat it. The second thing that happens is they'll come in, they'll start doing questions. and Instead of click hitting the next question, they click the submit test button because it looks to them like the submit button and the under normal lessons and reviews. A mm -hmm. message in red comes up and says, are you sure you want to submit this test? You still have nine of nine questions unanswered, right? They don't read that. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, and they just say, yes, I want to quit this test. And then they get, I, a, I find know. myself doing that. I mean, I find myself, I was, <laughs> I was doing a screen sharing session with the guy from, from <laughs> shift, Laravel shift. Uh, we hired him for a couple hundred bucks for an hour. And, um, I was just like pottering around, you know, doing some stuff. Like he, he was helping me code and like in my Git client, a window came up and said something like, don't click this. It's going to <laughs> delete everything. It's going to kill your history. It's going to squish. And I just didn't pay any attention. I clicked it and he, and he was like, you, you know, you just clicked that, right? You know, you just clicked the button that you weren't supposed to. And I was like, oh, um. It's just, we just get you, because we're, we're so annoyed by pop-ups, you know? Right. We're you, annoyed you, you by know, alerts and pop-ups. Yeah. And so why the solution is, I mean, even though the kid, because I've had, this has probably happened a half dozen, probably happened a half dozen times. It isn't a ton, but a half dozen kids did have done this over the past year or whatever. And so I was like, you know, rather than, a warning them what it should do is not even allow them to submit a test until they've answered mm -hmm. all the questions yeah like either answer all the questions or wait till the time's up there's no way to just inadvertently submit and to, to sit submit ignore the message and then go oh, what happened and then because what happens is the kids like kids confused or frustrated parents gets confused and frustrated they send me an email and i'm confused and frustrated and i gotta send an email and there's this whole chain of customer support stuff. Of course, I always end up say, okay, no worries. I understand. I'll, you know, delete the test and they, you know, they can do it again or whatever. And everybody's like, oh, it's fine. But it was just a lot of burned cycles for everybody. Right. And the reason it is, is because I'm allowing them to do something that they shouldn't and don't have to do, which is submit a test before you even, when there's time left and you haven't answered all the questions. Just don't there's, allow them to do that. Right. That, yes. There's one UI pattern that I have been using that you, that might work well for you. Um, <clears throat> I just want to quickly tell you about it. Um, so you know how you can use um, CSS transformations and do a quick animation. Mm -hmm. um, so there's this one animation that I do that just, it just increases the size of an element, whatever element you shove at it. And it just goes bloop, 
like just a quick expand and collapse and doesn't matter what the element is maybe it's like a paragraph maybe mm-hmm. it's a, a button or whatever and so when they when they're trying to do something bad rather than give any kind of message i just sort of go that, to that thing that i want them to do next and it's mm-hmm. like really fast and really effective way to just get their attention so they're, they're hitting the button and it's just every time they hit it it's just that thing expands and collapse and then they're like oh okay i've got to do this and so that could be something that could be an interesting thing for you where you just know text is required, you know, and you can just draw their attention to a different part of the screen. Um, right. And I know that sometimes I give you these 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 ideas and you're like, Justin, I don't need any ideas. I've got my own idea. I, I get that. But I'll. this is actually quite a good one. <laughs> this is quite a good one. Um, and it's it's yeah. it's very uh, effective. So I'll, um, yeah, I'll just ping you the code. I mean, it's it's two lines of code. Justin, well, you ready? We're back to the old days. Can you? Oh, you can't hear me. No, I can hear. Maybe, you. maybe no camera then. Okay. Should I? Okay. So we're back to the old days where um, I didn't get a chance to prepare for the show. Um, <laughs> well, I got, so I got, I, a, I got a few too things. Many topics. <laughs> okay, uh, good, good, good. Uh, a few things. Tell me. Well, let's say, well, just to get you to the Math Academy update, we are now up to 74 subscribers, which, well, that not... That is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's still a drop in the bucket, but um, inching ever closer to to the 100 mark. Yeah, 100 paying customers is, a, I think, is an is a important benchmark. Um, so that's pretty cool. At least cool. it's not going um, down. No, it's, it's going up. I mean, it, it continually goes up. I mean, you know, we have people... You know, it doesn't happen so often. Typically what happens is, um, well, you know, like it's just, uh, the churn is pretty low. You know, the, the only thing that worries me at times is if I yeah, see a kid good. isn't doing a whole lot. Um, but then I have to mm-hmm. remind myself, I think, I think it's almost like a gym membership. It's like, it's like, well, if your kid isn't doing a yeah. ton right now, it doesn't mean they're not in the next couple of weeks or next month or when summer is over or whatever. Right. So, um, that's what yeah. I have to remind myself because I get nervous anytime a kid isn't doing work for a couple of weeks, and I realize that that's just not realistic for a lot of kids unless they're actively is their cl- unless it's their class or something. Yeah, yeah, completely. You seem kind of delayed. Are you just slow to respond, or are you actually not hearing me well? Um, I'm hearing you well, and I'm responding as as a normal human would. So I'm guessing that <laughs> I'm guessing the internet like, is is fucked. Is either the background, or it sounds like you're either backgrounding me, or you're just like, you know, you're like reading something else. Yeah, I don't or... care about you, Jason. That's fine. I'm just saying. That's fine. You don't care. You don't care. That's fine. But I'm just like I'm trying to figure out if it's an audio <laughs> thing. Are you still there? I'm like, hello, hello. Um. Well, here's a so here's a what is the di- like so, I mean. What? Can't you upgrade your internet? No. No. I mean, we only have a couple of options here. Um, and we have, like, the highest, you know, whatever Verizon or whatever the hell we, we have. I mean, it was either that or have ca- a cable, in which case it's a whole other pain in the ass. So, I mean, it's... I think that... I. Eh. 
That, I mean, that would be. I, what I mean, we're I would not going to do. We're, we're um, not going to. We're not going to do what you're saying. The house. That's not happening. It's not happening. We're not going to be moving. We're not going to be routing. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Ever. <laughs> it's just way too expensive. It's just not going to. Well, happen. then, then, you know. then, when we record the show, you could just move. Like record it from your bedroom, or, or like closer to the source of the signal. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. I mean, the, the signal. The problem is, is that it comes in in the kid cave where the kids are, right? So they're they are in the kid cave on their yeah. computers and on the stuff, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the problem is. But trying to get Jason to do something is like trying to push a rock uphill. <laughs> well, I mean. It yeah, would just it would just be such a huge pain in the ass for everyone in the family. If they're like, all right, everybody out of the kid cave for the next two hours, dad's gonna sit in here and do you know, it's like just not gonna happen. So we're just gonna have to go without cameras. But I'm curious, like with with regard to the cable thing, um that would just be in the crawl space under the house. Like, why is that such a big issue? Um Well, first of all, bringing it into this room in the hardwood floors and stuff and up to the stuff it would probably cost a fair amount of money to get all those cables run through my guess It'd probably cost you like a thousand bucks you or just something. get no you just get like one i doubt it it'd just be it's just one hole in the floor yeah i don't know i mean just i'll ask sandy about it she wants to look into it but i just okay. you know i wouldn't hold your breath sure. um so okay. <laughs> the, on the last on the last um well, last couple of Math Academy things. I mean, you know, just in terms of subscribers and all that stuff. So I'm still kind of on this prioritization path, trying to get everything ready to launch, you know, to have more of an official launch at the middle of next month in time for the school year. So, um, yeah, you know, ne next up is is getting the uh, is the uh, onboarding wizard and then the parent dashboard and then the marketing site. And then we should be ready to go. So that's pretty cool. So hopefully we'll get that users sweet. It, not measured in tens, but in at least measured in hundreds. So they'll get closer to to That'd default be so alive. Sweet. Yeah, well, for sure. So and and you'll do the the Hacker News launch. I don't know if I'll launch on Hacker News specifically or not. I mean, I'm not. I I just don't. I don't really see that as our is really um, our market. You know, I mean, our market is homeschool parents of homeschool who are homeschooling their kids or, uh, you know, parents of gifted kids, I guess. Um, I mean, I could, but it would probably mm -hmm. be a, just a distraction. I'm not really sure it would, you know, make much of a difference. Cool. You there? You there? It's really difficult to talk when, when you, <laughs> when the other person doesn't answer. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're not answering anything. You're just kind of sitting there. I'm not hearing anything from you. Hello. So what 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 do we do in a scenario like this? How do we go? Well, on? we used to record. We used to record without audio for years. What are you talking about? Remember? What do you mean without audio? I mean without video. We didn't. We didn't record for video. No, no, that's not the point. Uh, I I'm fine about recording without video. The point is, is there is a like ten second, ten to fifteen second lag. How do we record the show? Oh, there's a lag for when you. We we're not being responsive. Yeah, yes, for both of us. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to just call it? It's it'd be a short show. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, well, here, let's just finish this shit. Let's just finish this up. I'll bring our last couple of, I'll bring up the last couple of things, but, um, well, yeah, just, so ju- you bring up the last couple of things. People will know. It feels like you're, it feels like really you're exaggerating the delay on part. It feels like you're exaggerating just to make a point. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're just delaying just to make I a am point. See? Completely not exaggerating to make a you point. You are. You're just like stall out for like three seconds just to I make can, a point. Yeah. I swear on, right, on everything right. that's holy. Um, finish up your thoughts on Math Academy and then we'll see where we are then. And then maybe you can call it a wrap. But I'm not going to interrupt. Uh, I am just just want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, so I, I think I mentioned on the previous episode that I hired Colby as my intern for the summer. Do you remember me talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's actually yeah. going pretty well. So, so I, you know, the what I ended up hiring him to do, at least the initial project, is to convert all of the sort of ancient quarry builder calls that the Seavod collected had uh, had written and convert those into into SQL using my library, and uh, it's actually going it's actually going pretty well because he's fairly self sufficient. Like he only comes and asks me a question maybe once a day, which is great. I mean that'd be good for a junior developer, much less an intern, right? Yeah, and, I mean, is he doing good stuff? Yeah, yeah, he writes he writes good clean code and. Um, He's probably converted 40 or 50 of these fairly large queries. And it's not just converting nice. the query, it's it's writing the code to kind of construct the object in the correct way. So there's usually some custom code. And, you know, first of all, it's it's kind of deciphering what the original query intent was and rewriting the query in a cleaner, more efficient way, and then kind of construct taking the result set and constructing the 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 object or ob, your know, objects that it, that are required so that's actually gone pretty well um i'm actually surprised I, i'm not surprised but I, was, I thought it could probably go well but you know it's anytime you hire your own kids it's a little you know yeah it's gonna be it can be dicey right because because they it's like risky. it can be risky it can be a lot of frustration and the I don't know, there's emotionality. It's like it's like you're like coaching your own kid in a sport or teaching your own kid in a class, right? But um, what's really interesting though is he's kind of gotten more excited about the Math Academy project now that he's working on it, as opposed to when he was. I mean, he, he was always appreciative of the program, proud of the fact that he was really advanced in math and all that kind of stuff. But the actual software itself, he's gotten you know. That's much like. More um... about. It's like they say, if you want to get your kid to try new foods, get them to cook it. Yeah, that yeah. helps. Yeah. It can so help. It didn't really help my kid. It hasn't, didn't help my kids. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work. We, right, Sandy tried that a number of times, a number of ways, and that didn't work so well. But in theory, it, it, probably, it probably helps sometimes. But uh, yeah, he's gotten more into it. Although, what he does, he comes in and he's like, Dad, you should do this. Dad, you should do that. So he'll come in and be looking at the UI and... <laughs> You know, which is which is good. You know, I mean, he's he's a, he was an oh, active cool. user of it, right? So he has, and he you plays lots of video games, so he has lots of opinions on leaderboards and skill rank and you know all that kind of XP and all that kind of stuff. You know, and uh, but it's been really cool. The other th- cool. the thing is, yeah, the interesting about it too is so we go to lunch every day, and um, well, we we talk about code, but we've been talking a lot about startups. 
because that's a little more interesting thing to talk about than just, you know, the JavaScript code he wrote, you know, it's kind of figuring out like, how do we know what to build and, you know, what's on the roadmap and talking to customers and what to prioritize and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Although Sandy, Sandy kind of warned me yesterday. She's like, you know, she's like, I'm really, I'm concerned that you're going to paint a picture of startups that make it seem much easier than it actually is, hmm. <laughs> you know? And she's like, you, you know, it took you years or lots of failed partnerships and all this kind of stuff before you had, you know, before you saw, you know, a certain kind of success. And then, you know, the fact what you're doing now, obviously you're in a different kind of situation. So it's like, I just, just like, I don't want you to, she's like, I want you to print an honest picture about how, how hard it actually is. And so, you know, we, we were talking about that. I was talking about it with yesterday and I told him, I said, you know, I was concerned about this. So I'm going to tell you, I was, I'm clearly biased towards startups. Right. I mean, anytime we talk to somebody who's gone down a certain path, you know, the most, most, often they're going to paint a a pretty positive picture about their life choices and what they ended up doing and why that's a good thing. You go talk to a doctor, they're going to talk to you about, you know, most of them are like, oh yeah, you should be a doctor, go to medical school, you know, I mean, or whatever it is, right? And especially if they've had a certain amount of financial and professional success. Um, but I was talking to my buddy Doug about it and he's he's pretty high up as a you know, I was like a, I think he's a VP or something at a, at this tech company and, um, that's big tech company. And, um, he said, you know, we were talking about that cause he, he had done startups before as well. And he said, you know, if you're the kind of person that is really into your hobbies, like your activities, like, let's say you're really into mountain biking and that's something that you want to spend a lot of time doing, then go work for a tech company, right? Cause you're gonna have all the money and time you want to do to pursue this, these, these other activities. If you don't, and you really want to throw yourself into this one mission, do a startup, right? Cause the, the startup will kind of, kind of absorb your life, but working for a tech company, you know, he's like, he, cause he's like, yeah, the young guys that work it's for him, he's like, yeah, man, like, yeah, he's like, the, the, his team, the, all the guys on his team and these guys in their other twenties, they're making bank. They're working on cool stuff. They don't have to deal with. I mean, they're so shielded from the the vicissitudes of, you know, business and you know, money and customers and they don't deal with any of that. Right? They just have to worry work on whatever cool. What did you say to Colby about that in the end? I told him about it. I said, you know, I told him the same thing. I said, you know. I said, that's what, that's the kind of stuff that you'll need to start figuring out over the next four years or you're in college, you know, and, and you may not figure this out until you're older, although it's easier to figure this out when you're 23 or four than to figure it out when you're 43 or 44, right? So you, you want to kind of think about, you know, what kind of life you want to lead, you know, and, you know, and it's, it's not that one is better than the other. It's just more about figuring out the kind of person you are, the kind of life you want. You know, what kind of context you're happiest and most successful, that kind of stuff, right? And I said, you know, the thing about being a startup, especially if a small startup, I mean, it's very different to being a startup with like one or two or five people than it is with 30 or 50 people, right? The smaller it is, the more of a journalist you have to be typically, right? Now, if you're a one or two person startup, 
three person stuff, you're gonna have to do a ton of stuff that are as outside your maybe specific comfort zone or area of interest. You know, it's like, hey, somebody's got to figure out marketing. Someone's got to figure out infrastructure. Somebody's got to figure out this. Okay, I guess I'll do that. Who's going to do the accounting? Who's going to set the books? Okay, I guess I'll do that. You know, I mean, you just have to do lots of stuff, right? What's your and, sense of what he wants to do? I don't know. I mean, he's the kid's 17, right? And I think I think it's a little I think it's a little premature for him to know. I think sometimes you don't really know what you like and don't like until you start doing some things. You realize, actually, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot more. You're doing a startup. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of frustration, but there's also a lot of excitement. And, um, and there's a lot of freedom. You know, those things are really cool. And it's like, you know, when you're working for a big company, you're just sort of, you're just a cog in a big system right you, you don't really have a lot of control of overall what the product is or what the company direction the company is or how to you, you, you know you're just a worker bee right now you can be paid extremely well right you can paid half a million dollar I mean, all in compensation for some of these people is like you know three quarters of a million dollars or more right and that is good living especially when you don't have to work crazy hours and you get to work on really cool technology problems that are with are that are in your specific area of interest, right? Yeah. And you know those people are like, "Hey, man, I don't want to go worry about this other bullshit. I don't want to listen to customer complaints. I don't want to worry about marketing. I don't want to worry about UI stuff. Like, all I want to do is work on these types of, you know, I don't real time collaboration optimization stuff. Like, maybe that's what you really like working on, right?" It's, 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 it's much more, it's much closer to almost like, you know, people, academics or PhDs, they have their very specific area of interest. That's what they do, right? They're specialists. And, you know, I think specialists get really annoyed when they have to put into a generalist role and generalists get annoyed when they put into a, to an, a specialist role because generalists like to do lots of things. I mean, I'm very much a generalist. And if all I had to do, if all I could do or really had, you know, was one very small thing if i was like all i did was ui code or all i did was database stuff or all i did was marketing or all i did was say i would be really frustrated pretty quickly and i would feel like a big part of my brain was going to waste right and and then what happens is i get kind of i i feel very much like a person i i don't if i can't bring use all of my capabilities then I feel kind of cynical about the whole thing. I'm just like, hey, whatever, man. You know, I'll build it for you. <laughs> I can't get too excited yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. And, um, but that's me, you know? Um, I like to, I mean, it's all that. That's, that's why for startups, for as small, particularly small startups, are, I think it's where I can, I can uh, leverage my skills to best advantage. I think the, and, um, and I also feel most fulfilled, um, because I have to use everything all the time, you know, you know, think strategically, you got to think tactically, you got to optimize stuff. You got to figure out how to talk to customers. You got to figure out, I mean, just everything, right? I mean, there's so many things in a mm -hmm. single day that I have to think about and worry about and solve and whatever, but that's also, 
But because I'm so fully engaged in all of that stuff, you're it's much closer to an optimal experience, what they call that flow experience. You know, when the when the challenge mm -hmm. is just at the extent of your abilities, that's that's when you're sort of in the having the flow experience, which is when people tend to be happiest. If 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 the challenge is too far beyond your skills, or your abilities, it's it's frustration. And if it's too far below, it's tedium. And you and you really want to get in that sort of in between those two. So Yeah. I you know, know I agree we, with yeah, so we've been talking. So, so we were talking about that. I would just say, you know, I said, this is the stuff you can figure out. You said you may not know right away, but you want to pay attention to this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, and then one thing Sandy was pointing out too, she's like, you know, working, starting a, doing a startup with, you know, one or two buddies of yours, it's totally different than joining a startup that's got their, you know, a round funding and there's like 20 or 30 people there. Right. It's totally different. And you still have a lot of financial success, uh, you know, upside in a situation like that. You can have a lot more, more sort of impact on the overall direction of things and you know, more responsibility than you could at a bigger company, but it's, it's, you're much more insulated from sort of the stress and the overwhelming set of responsibilities than if it was just like you or you and one or two other people. You have to let them make mistakes. It's uh, that's going to be the the tough thing that I I'm going to find. I know, is just like keeping my mouth shut and allowing some mistakes to happen, because if if I interfere um, all the time, then he's never going to get his own street smarts. You know, so that's, right. that's something I think about. It's like, yeah, how do I how do I just sit back and say nothing? Yeah, yeah, you got to back off. You let him. You got to let him. But well, that, that's the thing, like, you know, by, you know, one of the analogies is that you take them to a playground and you let them fall, right? Yeah. You want them to fall into the, the sand pit or the wood chips and they're going to get a little hurt and they're going to cry, but it's better they do that than they fall on the asphalt or something like let them fall. And that's where you learn is by failure and pain and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's very controlled. It's a very limited type. And so you got to let kids make certain mistakes. And I think that's one of the mistakes a lot of parents make this day, day and age is kind of over-parenting. Parents are over-involved in every little thing and they're lobbying and advocating for their kid at every grade they get and all this bullshit. And the kids sort of, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't get to have control over their own life and they don't kind of learn from those mistakes. Parents are kind of covering from because everybody's, has has gotten to this spot in this notion that everybody has to go to a certain type of a school and they have to have a certain type of job. And so in any mark against them is going to prevent that from happening. So then parents jump in. And of course, that stuff is not true. You know, it's been, it's been, you know, as much as I was frustrated, you know, I've talked about, you know, how the admissions, you know, were kind of screwed up and a lot of kids were not getting in schools that they should have gotten into. In the end, it's probably not a bad thing because what's been shown in the data is that that stuff normalizes within a couple of years anyway. So whether you went to Harvard or, you know, some, uh, you know, a, a regular state school, you know, how much money you make and the success, it doesn't even really, it doesn't right. really show up in the data. It was more, if you're actually looking at like how much money people make, it really is more what you major in. So, but anyway, parents are all, they're totally freaked out about this stuff. Even the ones who claim that they aren't 
are to are, are yeah you know they're all you know especially once high school hits um but that's that's all i think it's kind of it's the ultimate fruition of of kind of what happens when they're younger about just like you know getting them in the right activities and they're you know getting make sure they're really good at them and putting them in a position to be successful and all that kind of stuff and i think it just creates a lot of stress unnecessary stress on everybody you know so um yeah. let's see what a thing oh so a couple more things i wanted to bring up the let me see come i lost my notes here Jeez. cool restring um dude i'm still having problems with my macbook no way yeah so the two things that i keep happening are is they got the new MacBook Pro and set it all up a couple months ago from scratch, you know, no. And two things happen. One, my I have two monitors. My second monitor, it starts flicking on and off every once That's in a while. Annoying. And the only way the only way to to stop that from happening is to restart my computer. So I have to restart oh. my computer about three times a day. Oh God, that's so annoying. Which means I have to log back in all this because certain things are fine, like your browser tabs load back up, and that's not a big deal. And you're in VS Code, what kind of brings things back? It's not a big deal. What's annoying is like all my terminal sessions close. I log back into things and stuff, but it's just like, and so it's 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 something to do with the software because if it was just the hardware, why would restarting have anything to do with it, right? Yeah, there's got to be something in the operating system. Or some driver huh. that being used. What's so the that is annoying. Like? It just goes black for like a couple seconds, the whole screen, mm. and then comes up, and then goes black again. Like you can't is use it. it, or you um, can't it. Is it like USB C? Is it a uh, plugged in USB C type of thing? Yeah, I played around with that. I tried moving the monitors to different, you know, inputs and make a difference. It doesn't really have anything to do. I am actually going into like a hub because I don't have enough outlets in my, in the What MacBook does the Google for, say? Nothing helpful. You know, I try to say, oh, well, just try this and try that. You go through it. It's like, this, no, it doesn't have anything to do with it. So, and the other thing that happens is when, whenever I restart, my iMessage window locks up and doesn't start. So I always have to restart that as well. So I, even iMessage doesn't work. Which is really sort of surprising. I mean, and that's not connected to any hardware. I mean, it's just like your built-in app. My built-in app is frozen when I restart. What is that about? That is weird. And this is the M1? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I told you that, that I had this issue with my Mac where it just... I did a, a new update to Monterey or something like that. And then it just kept turning off. Mm -hmm. And um, I Googled it and finally found on a page of a subpage of a subpage And it turns out Georgie was just turning it off whenever you left the room. No, it, it was, <laughs> there, there's someone wrote a piece of software, a daemon that runs in the background of your Mac. Because when you upgrade, somehow it's just addressing the memory structure like once every X cycles in a weird way. So this little piece of software just pings the RAM table like every few seconds and it mm. stops your freaking Mac from crashing under this one mm. circumstance. That's just, that, 
I just can't believe that something like that can even exist. But that was a, a legitimate problem. For nine bucks, I fixed it, like installed this software, just left it running. It didn't even have an interface. It was just like a, you run it on the command line type thing. And it's just, it's just pinging the RAM and it stops it from crashing. So did that's the that kind of crap that can happen with Macs. Yeah, well, did you see the, um, there's an article a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, it was about these hard drives, these solid state hard drives that would die. It was hit, oh, it was yeah, like the, running on top of Hacker News, it would, it would die like after four years. And then they had installed all these hard, these solid state hard drives on those computers and they were literally failing in succession, like exactly like how, how long after they installed the second one, after the first one, the third one, after, after the second one. And it was just I this cascading effect. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was on, there was, it was on. So was that, know, was it timed? Was. was it like a time defect or it just, it's I just didn't read it too carefully because I don't, I, I, and I'm not a server hardware guy. I just kind of skimmed it and read a couple comments and people were kind of talking about, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and people were just discovering it now because it's like four years after these particular type of solid state hard drives were you know, manufactured or something like that. And and it was a real problem, I guess, for, I mean, it, it's it's always going to be a problem. It's going to be a real problem if these are on servers and you have like a ton of servers and they all just start failing, right? So check that out when you get a chance. The, um, mm -hmm. well, last thing I want to bring up is, so yesterday, Sandy, I'm, 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 I can't, it's, you know, it's get up, having some breakfast, getting some coffee. And I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, oh, she's like, I just started watching. It's called, it's a dramatization of the, the making of The Godfather. She's like, it's really good. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm like, do you want to, she's like, do you want to, uh... she's like, I'll start over. You want to watch it with me? And I'm like, you know, she's watched like 20 minutes. And I'm like, all right, all right, fine. Like, and I thought what we were going to do is just kind of watch like 20, 30 minutes in the morning. And then I would like, you know, I'd go start getting work done and she would, uh, you know. We'd watch it maybe together in the evening. And so this was yesterday, which was Saturday, right? We ended up watching all 10 episodes in one day. I mean, it was a full <laughs> on binge. I love it when that happens. That's I've funny. never done that before. I've never binged more than say three episodes. So this was really good. I'd say so. I think it's, I think Sandy, she looked it up as like an 8.5 on IMDb, which is, which is really high, right? And if you're a What's mid eight, that's really it. The Offer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm going to offer make you an offer you can't refuse kind of thing. And it was on the Paramount channel. Oh, Paramount, yeah. And yeah. so, like, that doesn't sound like it would be good. Why is it good? It's a crazy story. It isn't, like, just about, like, trying to get more money from the studio or anything like that. I mean, they, there was some mob stuff involved, and there was just all kind of crazy... Actual real mobs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. It was really, really crazy. It was great. It was extremely well done. You know, it's one of those things where it's like... You know, people say, oh, well, I, I like certain genres. Some people like sci-fi. Some people like musicals. Some people like romantic comedies, right? And, but, you know, if something's really good, it doesn't matter what genre it is. Right, yeah. you can be totally outside your genre if it's really good. It's like I'm not like a musical fan, but La La Land is fantastic. Right? Have you seen right. La La Land? Yeah, we love that. Georgie loved that. Right, right, right. It's fantastic. Right? It doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter whether you like jazz or you like you know musicals or whatever. 
Um, so the offer is, is I, I'd recommend it. I mean, we, 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 mm. we, we basically, I mean, I guess halfway through the day, I was, I still wasn't sure we were going to go the whole day. Like we watched like three in a <laughs> row and then I was like, well, I should probably go get, I should go and I should go get some lunch. And so then we come back and I was sort of hesitant. I was sitting on the couch and I was kind of like just talking there and I was kind of like trying to see if I could resist watching it. You know, I was thinking, I was kind of thinking I should probably get, get some work done and whatever. And then she's like, do you want to watch another episode? I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we, and then we just keep going. Then you're, then you kind of throw in the towel and just like, I screwed. I guess this afternoon I'm just going to watch, watch this. And then it got to dinner. I'm like, well, you want to go to Cerezo's, get some tapas? And she's like, yeah. So we went and had a little date and then came back and <laughs> she's like, do you want to watch it? It's like, yeah, we watched three more episodes. Watched the last midnight. I think it was like after midnight, we were finally done. I was like, damn. I was like, that, that's one for the books. Like, 10 episodes, the whole damn that thing. That is hardcore. That was like, it was like that episode. Do you, you ever see Portlandia? Do you ever watch that show? I didn't know. Oh, it was, it was really, really funny. And one of the, one of my favorite episodes, I think it was for the first season, this husband and wife, whatever, they, it's like when streaming was just coming out, right? And so they start watching, ba watching Battlestar Galactica. And then they kind of like, they did kind of, we did the like, oh, well, maybe we should watch an episode. And then like episodes go and more and more in the next season. And then it's like, they didn't go to work for, for work. And then they're fired from work. And then the, the they didn't pay the electricity bill. The electricity is going off. Like everything around them starts crashing down, but they just keep watching episodes. They watch like, you know, whatever, three or four seasons of this. This is really funny. But that's, that you know, was kind of what was yesterday. You know, I was just thinking, um, well, first of all, my first thought was, I'm surprised that you didn't binge Stranger Things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know. you know, so, so here's the thing. I mean, Stranger Things, a lot of times, I mean, typically I, I would never binge when I'm by myself because I always start feeling guilty. Like I gotta get work done. Yeah. Right. And, um, so that's part of it. The other thing too, if it's something, I should, if it's a series I really like, I kind of want to sp spread it out. I don't want to like just mm. get it. It's like, yeah, oh, I don't mean, you look forward to, but if I kind of spread it out over, you know, two or three weeks or a month and just kind of just, just, yeah, just, so it's a thing. It's not, cause you just did one done and you're just done with it. You know, just, it's all over, you know? You know, um, just talking about Stranger Things. They incorporated that song by Kate Bush, uh, "Running Up the Hill," yeah, into the in the in, into the last um, season. Season, and mm -hmm. it was pivotal song, and it was so heartwarming that they took this song from the '80s. From Kate Bush is such a genuine person, and she's always she was the original person that I know of who shunned record labels who didn't want to do anything, who did, it was completely independent. She put together her whole studio, her, you know, the, all the videos were independent. Everything was independent and no one had ever done that before. Mm -hmm. And, um, she made, you know, she made a career for herself and she was a bit of a cuckoo and kind of nutty mm -hmm. when she, when she was, I don't know if you've ever seen any of her videos, but she's always, um, like got these wide eyes and is like acting like a weird mime like a French mime or something, mm. um, do it okay. like, but also a ballet dancer and, um, people, 
used to mercilessly mock her um, back in the day um, for really? those videos. Like they would be, you know, people, you know how they do comedy shows. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, it was so heartwarming to just see that she, she was like number one on every continent, you know, she's, she's the first person to, to, for a song to take 37 years to, to reach the top, the top 10. You That's know, um, that was just a really nice. I remember. Feeling. It. I mean, I, I remember. The, I remember the song. Do you remember it coming out? We yeah, were at the time. I mean, I, I kind of remember listening. I remember hearing it. Oh, I mean, of course. I was, and it's yeah, really funny so when it wasn't, it wasn't like I hit. Yeah, it's funny. It, it, Izzy, my middle daughter, has been like playing eighty songs for me lately. She's like, "Oh, do you like? Have you heard this song?" And I'm like, "Sweetheart, I've heard every song from like the eighties. You know, I love I mean, that. You got to understand, I've been around a while. So if I didn't hear it in the 80s, which <laughs> yeah. I probably did, yeah. I heard it in the 90s when they're playing the 80s channel or in the 2000s, they're playing 80s and 90s and they're intermixing them or they're on a show or a commercial or, you know, I've heard it, you know, like anything that is remotely was, was remotely popular at all. I've heard it. Um, it's just so funny, but she surprisingly liked likes a bunch of the 80s stuff which i was like you really like this you know she was she was even playing some disco you know and i was like you like disco i was like yeah it's good i like disco it's good stuff this would be really funny but you know one thing i was gonna say <laughs> too the other thing i was gonna say too is one of the reasons that sandy and i could binge it is our kids are now are old enough that they're doing their own thing right i mean our kids colby's just graduated high school. Izzy's going to 11th grade and Early's going in ninth grade. So they're not like, you know, a nine and 10 and 12 or whatever. when they're kind of like need more of your attention and time. They're kind of like doing whatever they want to do. So Sadie and I could take a whole day and watch it and, you know, nobody cares. <laughs> they're, That's cool. They're busy. they're busy watching whatever they're watching or playing video games or whatever the hell. We are doing. not there yet. No, not no. You got a little while eight. to go. It's just turned eight. Which, well, actually, Jack just about eight. to turn eight. Yeah, about to turn eight. Yeah, and it's easier too when there's multiple. Like, unfortunately, Jack's a single child, so he doesn't have another kid. When you have multiple kids, they can kind of play together, and they don't, you know, need as much of your attention. But you know, so you'll you won't you won't benefit from from being able to say, "Are you two go and go play with your brother." All right, bud. I think we better call it because um can't hear anything. No. no. Okay. All right. That's a wrap. Well. Wow.